Dear gracious Father, Lord, we do just thank you for just another day in your glory and in your presence. Father, we pray that your spirit would fill us with your truth, your understanding, that all that we say and do would bring glory to you, Lord Jesus, for we want to be molded and shaped into your image, Lord, that we would be vessels and instruments of righteousness in your hands. So, Lord, grow us where we need to be grown, convict us where we need to be convicted, break us where we need to be broken, Lord, but above all things, use us through the glory of your name, Lord Jesus, and it's in your mighty name we ask these things. Amen. There's just one thing before we kind of get, get into this thing. There was, there was a question that was asked last week, and, and, and I guess when I got home, I felt like I didn't I felt like I didn't do justice when I answered that question, and so I want to touch on it just a little bit. Somebody had asked a question about denominations. You know, why are all these different denominations? And, of course, the easy answer, it's, it's because of sin, and we just have this fallenness, and we, we want what we want when we want it. But it was just interesting that I missed the piece on that whole thing. It's because, you know, we, and it is that sin thing, but we get down to the point where we have differing views on doctrines that are important to us, and some of them are core doctrines. Again, we talked about that last week. And so what we end up is, is, you know, there's an understanding or at least my understanding of a doctrine that we'll have and that may differ from yours or yours and we just can't settle on it. So I'm going to go start my own church or my denomination because we differ doctrinally on things. And again, that could be something as, you know, what's baptism? And again, you know, we can talk about baptism is for salvation or baptism is, right? It's just, it's a sacrament that we go through as far as the Lord's Supper and then, and then the baptism. And so doctrine, is, differing viewpoints on doctrine is what can cause us to break off into other denominations, break off into other churches. And, you know, and literally, I mean, God woke me up about 1.30 in the morning and said, that's the answer that you need to give. And so I just wanted to bring some clarity to that. I just felt like I didn't answer that one real well. And so I just wanted to come back and touch on that before we get started tonight. Um, so questions before we start? Nobody. Well, we're just going to go ahead and get started. Hey, tonight we're talking about truth. Tonight we're going to talk about truth. I used to teach a class on is truth intolerant. This was just really back in 2019, 2018. And so I used to teach this class on truth is intolerant. I mean, but literally the culture has turned over so quickly. That is an irrelevant topic. We can't even talk about is truth irrelevant until we even talk about is there truth. And culturally, that's where we are today. Not is it intolerant? Is it narrow-minded? Is it bigoted? It's does it even exist? And that's the culture where we're at today. Does truth even exist? And so that's what we want to talk about today. And it's going to be three things. Is we're going to look at what is truth? Why is truth important? And then who is truth? Okay, so those will be kind of the three headings that we're going to look at. Again, if you're new, if it's on the, everything that's on the slide is on the piece of paper that you have. And feel free to interrupt, ask questions at any point in time. Okay? So what is truth? All right? Pontius Pilate, this is what he asked Jesus in John 18, 38. Right? Jesus is before Pilate. And... Pilate, before that in 37, he's asking him, well, they say that you're a king. And Jesus says, well, you say that I am. And says that Jesus came to testify to the truth is what Christ says. And this is where Pilate asked him, well, what is truth? Now, again, I'm not sure that Pilate was asking what is truth because he's like he really wanted to know. I don't believe that was. I think it's more like, yeah, right, there is no truth. 
or truth is what I say it is. Uh, there could be a lot of things I just don't believe within the context and the culture that Pilate was really asking a carpenter what is truth, okay? But, right, truth, it's the most important question that you can ask. What is truth? Okay, we got that, and we're going to learn about that tonight. So we go through that process as what is truth, and this is what we're going to look at. And coming up next, it's going to start as soon as I hit it. It's a Truth Project clip. I love this. I don't know how many times I've seen this clip, but it makes me chuckle. It grieves my heart. I mean, there's just all of these different emotions that are wrapped up into this. And uh, if you've seen it, you'll appreciate it. If you, can't, if you have not seen this, pro this clip, well, I'll ask you what you think when we get done. Anyway. What is truth? Truth is... Truth is just uh, when... I don't know. That's a really hard question. What, what is, is truth? Truth. truth? Truth is really... Hard to define because... A lot of different people have... Different set of beliefs. Present moment is truth, I think. What is truth? Truth will set you free. I truly believe there's a difference between fact and truth. Truth is very hard to give a definition to, I think. Truth is what kind of guides you. The lack of guilt is truth. Truth, I like to think of as, imagine a cathedral of the world, and there are windows, lots of windows in this cathedral, and Truth, with a capital T, shines through the windows. So when I ask you something, you just have to tell them the truth. People expect people to tell the truth. I think truth is a belief system. Fact is concrete, like there's a brown table here. But if you want to believe it's blue, then that's your truth. That's your reality. Truth is what really happened. Truth is honesty. It's truth. Everybody sees things in different ways, so one person's memory can be different from another person's memory and what happened. There are people out there who say there is no truth. You can just create your own truth. I define truth as the way the Bible has given us instruction to live. And then we, humans, are inside, and we're looking at this truth shining through all these windows. We're seeing the refraction, the reflection, we're looking at it out of our own eyes and heart, and we're, we understand it in a way that makes sense for us. In a philosophical sense or a factual sense, if you're talking philosophy, different people with different value systems may have different what they see as truth. Uh, if you look at truth as fact, then you have historical facts you can verify, you have scientific facts. So therefore, I might interpret truth through the lens of Christianity. I might interpret truth through the lens of science. I tend toward more of the empirical truth of, of facts. Something is true when uh, it's untainted. You're talking on the materialistic level. Uh, truth is two and two. two is four. There's no way around it. If you're talking on the spiritual level, which is a much higher realm, you're talking about the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. All religions believe that what they believe is the law of the universe. I have a bit of the truth. You have a bit of the truth. Each of us does. Truth is always with us. Truth is just believing in somebody or not. There has to be a fixed truth, in my opinion, 
for the universe to function properly. What is Trey? It's a relative. So again, I mean, we need to learn to ask these questions because as long as we're asking questions, we are continuing the conversation. We're continuing the conversation. Um, as soon as we state our point, well, that's your truth. That's not, that's not my truth. And we've, we've ended the conversation. And so we want to be able to ask questions. We want to further the conversation. The further we can take it, the more impact that we can have as we go through that process. And so that was the Truth Project clip. Uh, Jude finishes with this. Truth is relative. Truth is relative. And so, you know, we have to, and, and what does that look like? What does that sound like? Right? It's you have your truth and I have my truth. Well, that's your truth. I'm glad it works for you. You know, and it can sound a lot of different ways. But the reality of it is, if there's your truth and there's my truth, there's no truth at all. I mean, that's the reality of it is. There's the truth, and we either align our lives with that truth or we don't. Okay? So, truth, relative truth, it's a matter of perspective or preference. Right? I think sea salt caramel ice cream is the best in the world. Don't, don't even bring anything else in, right? Because you're, you're wasting time. That's preference. That's preference. You know, I love our college pastor, Daniel Harris, and, and this guy's like a basketball nut. And, and, and if you speak ill of Kobe Bryant, you need to do it from a long distance away, right? And so, and I'm like, that's his preference. And he's, he just shuts my mic down in the, oh, no, we're not having that in the class. Other than Kobe Bryant being the goat, okay, it's everything else outside of that's preference. Um, so anyway, a relative truth that's usually based on feelings and not facts. And again, man, in the culture that we live in today, everything is based on your feelings. As a matter of fact, they would say, my feelings are my facts. And they hold to that. They hold to that. So what truth is not, all right? Truth is not whatever works, all right? This is pragmatism. Man, when you look at uh, Hitler's regime in Germany, man, that was the most efficient country that existed at the time. Man, their trains ran on time, their schools, everything worked just as it was supposed to work. But man, that was an evil, wicked, vile place, pragmatism just because it works doesn't make it truth and truth is not determined by our feelings that's emotionalism again that's where we're at today within our culture it's emotionalism truth is not determined by the democratic vote right it's not determined by the supreme court or government it's having a conversation with the uh Law student, this was down in Honduras, and I said, Where's, where does truth come from? Who determines that? And ultimately, she had to come back and say, well, the government does. And I'm like, well, what happens when your government changes over? And this happens often in Honduras. I mean, they've, they've had their constitution since 1982, and it's changed like 20 times. And I'm like, what happens when the government changes? Well, then that's a problem. There is no truth if that's who we're depending upon to determine what truth is. So what is truth? Truth is telling it like it is. 
Truth is telling it like it is. Truth is discovered. It's not invented or determined. Again, the lady that was sitting at the table, she said, well, there's fact and then there's truth. I had to listen to that one a couple times. And I'm like, well, I, she separates them. I'm not sure how you get that, but she separated them anyway. Uh, fact is truth. Yeah. Uh, you could you could discern truth, but again, truth is dis- well. It's through God's word, but there's things that we can discover out in the universe that God's word doesn't reveal to us. Okay, and so that's the reason why we use the word discovered. We'll see discern show up. Okay, we'll see that show up, but discovered is out there because it's created within the fabric of the universe. God put it there because. Well, we're going to see that, too, because God's character is truth. Um, uh, truth is that which is supported by evidence or facts. Right? You've, got to, you've got to bring your evidence to the table to support your claim. To say, oh, I just believe it really strongly. Thank you. That tells me your passion and your zeal. I appreciate that. That just doesn't tell me that it's truth. Or why I should believe it. Evidence, we, we need to bring evidence to bear on that. Truth is that which matches reality. That which matches reality. Again, I tell my students, I send them out. I said, I want you to ask this question. And this is, helps you determine people's worldview. Do you believe people are generally good or generally bad? Now, most people that are not of a biblical worldview, well, I think people are generally good. And I wish that was true, but then if we look at the world around us, shouldn't it be at least a little bit better? I mean, just I'm not asking a lot, just a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And why is that? Because we're generally bad. We have that sin nature, and we do what is wrong. And, and that's us that has the Holy Spirit in us. That's us that has the Holy Spirit, and we, and we do that. For those that don't know Christ, man, they're just doing what's right in their own mind. Truth is unchanging even if our beliefs about the truth change. Even if our beliefs about the truth change. Truth does not change. Our beliefs can, and they do often. And our feelings, what minute of the day do you want to grab? Right? Contrary beliefs are possible. Contrary truths are not. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a time when, back in the 1400s, I think it was, maybe in the 1200s, they thought the earth was flat. Right? Well, we, we now, I mean, most of us know this, right? Most of us know this, that the earth is, it's, it's, it's really round. Okay. And we know that. And, and I actually had a college student see, well, that's, that's an example of truth changing because I said, no, the belief changed because it's never been flat. It's always been round. God created it that way. And so, huh? Oh, yes. Yeah, thanks. So that does. So they discovered that. And so, and again, that's the whole thing about science. I mean, that's, you know, science is always changing 
except when we don't want it to change. And never mind. Um, and so, because that's just the nature of science, because they're always discovering something new. And that's how science works. It discovers stuff. It doesn't explain why it exists, but it does discover and can tell you how it, how it operates or how, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, is that, was that good? Yeah, Ainsley? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, feelings, man, I mean, if, if you're around me much, you'd sit there and think that I'm, I'm against feelings. I'm not. God, I just don't have a lot of them. But anyway, um, <laughs> I know most people do. And that's a good thing. God created us with feelings. He created us with emotions and he created us with passions. But like Ainsley was saying, man, Dr. Rogers used to say this, and he said, God doesn't do his deepest work in the shallowest part of your being. And your feelings are the shallowest part of your being. And they can change in a heartbeat from a mountaintop experience to the deepest valley low. They can change. So we don't make our greatest decisions from our feelings, right? We live in a culture that doesn't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> also, but it, but doesn't scriptures talk about the four corners of the earth? Right. I mean, it talks about. So that means it's flat. Well, is, you know, and that's just one of those things. It's like, is that a contradiction or is it a lack of understanding on our part? What's that? Yeah, absolutely. And so you have all of this stuff that's taking place, but ultimately. We, 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 don't, we don't operate from our feelings. We don't operate from our feelings. So what is truth? All truth is absolute. You could put beside that objective is another word. Objective truth would, would also work in that place, and it will be for the same thing. But all truth is absolute. And absolute truth means something is true. It's true for all people, all times, in all places. That makes it absolute. That makes it objective. All right, truth is, it's absolute, it's narrow, and it's exclusive. Again, I, I don't know how many times students have come to me and said, oh, yeah, my, my professor said I just need to be, I need to be more open-minded about things. And you're like, man, where do, you, do they want you to only be open-minded about the things that they believe? Or should we just be open-minded towards what's true? And that's what I ask me. You don't ask it, is it, should I be open to a lie? Well, no. Just be open-minded towards what's truth, and let's pursue that. Truth is always exclusive. Examples of truth, three plus two equals five. It doesn't make a difference what continent you're on, whether it's 500 years ago, 500 years in the future, it's five. And this is going to sound really intolerant, but you know what? It can't be any other number. It's only five. That's all that it can be. Only five. Truth is absolute. It's narrow. It's exclusive. Right? The earth revolves around the sun. Joe Biden was elected president in the United States of 2020. Again, you don't have to like it. 
Look, that, that's not what I'm saying. You don't have to like it. But just because I don't like something doesn't mean that it's not true. That's right. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, well, again, just because you don't like something doesn't make it not true. I say, and that becomes the point that we really want to drive here. Is I don't have to like something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's going to be a new teacher next week. <laughs> Okay, that's right. The earth is round, okay? For all you flat earthers, okay, we got it. The earth is round. Don't take it up with me. I didn't make it that way, okay? Just take it up with Jesus. So those are just some examples, right? Here, this is where we need to hang our hat. Our major goal in life is to discover what is true and live in accordance with that truth. To live in accordance with that truth. You know, and I was preparing for this day, and, and God just kind of brought this back to my mind. And, this, you know, I, came, I became a follower of Christ, and I think I was 24 years old or something. And, and again, I was as pagan as they came. And, um, and I just remember, you know, the whole abortion thing. And I just, oh, man, I was, I was all in. Oh, yeah, you know, choice, all this other stuff. And, and even as a new believer, I was there. But then as I started studying the Scriptures and what God's Word says, and you start learning about image bearers, that every person has value and intrinsic value and worth and life. Man, God changed my heart on that. He changed my heart on that. And so it had to come to the point that it's like, man, that's what God's word says. That's what his image reveals. I've got to be there. I've got to be there. And I've talked about the same thing about, I wish there wasn't a hell. I wish every, I wish Jude was right. Why didn't we all get to go to heaven? This, this scripture doesn't tell us that. As a matter of fact, it tells us just the opposite. I've got to align my life with God's truth, whether I like it or not, whether it feels good for me at the moment or not. I have got to align my life. And you're no different. And you're no different. This is what we must do. All right? I love this quote. Truth does not mind being questioned. A lie does not like being challenged. The truth does not mind being questioned. And man, and that's what I tell people. I said, the truth always wins. Truth always wins. You bring everything you got, truth is going to win. I may not know it, and I may not have an answer for it, but it always wins. And a lie does not like being challenged. Right? And so that's where we get into this whole emotional thing that takes place with us today is, man, I don't really have an answer for your questions, so I'm just going to attack you personally. Right? I'm not going to offer a better argument because I don't have one. But I can call you a bunch of nasty names. Right? I can call you toxic, and I can cancel you. I can do those things, but it's because I don't have a better argument. Right? How do we beat bad ideas? We offer better ideas. We offer good ideas. But we live in a world, the only way the lie can persist is that we don't allow the truth to be spoken. That's the only way the lie can persist. We don't allow the truth to be spoken. We cannot live by lies, and we must speak truth.
and kindness and love and grace and mercy. Okay, questions? All right. Again, in our postmodern world, the lie is as good as the truth if it furthers the cause. I didn't put this in here. It was just after the fact when we had printed these things. But this just reminded me, it's Proverbs 18, 17. Uh, it says, the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. And man, don't, don't we see that with our media outlets? Man, a story breaks and man, and they're putting out there what, what their narrative is before the facts have even come in. Well, you know what? I just want to be the first to present my case. But if we begin to examine it, which is what we should do, and again, if somebody's got a belief, well, man, let's hear it. Let's talk about it. How did you come to that conclusion? Bring forth your evidence. Bring forth your argument. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, again, that, that kind of ties to that uh, pragmatism. As long as we get the results that I want, then everything else is okay. Sorry about that. Um, pragmatism. Anyway, postmodern world, the lies are good to the truth as long as it furthers the cause. And again, so if the truth works for me, I'll share it. But if it doesn't, I'll tell a lie. Whatever furthers my cause, whatever's going to drive my narrative, it's good. Right. We can know the truth through nature. Right? Romans 1.20 says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through God, through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. And this is what we would call general revelation. General revelation is that we can know some things about God just by looking at creation. Just by looking at creation, we know he's, he's powerful. He's all-knowing. He's creative. Right? So, so there's a lot of things that we can learn. There's some things that we can't learn through nature. Okay? But it's general revelation. We can know truth through our conscience. Right, Romans 2, 14 and 15. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. That is built into the DNA of every single person. You can deny the image of God in humanity, you just can't run from it. You just can't escape that because it's a part of who we are. And so, you know, it's just interesting where my wife and I are reading some books together and, and it's talking about Freud and he says, you know, it's this whole guilt thing that keeps getting in the way. If you just do away with guilt, man, my life would be so much better. Do away with your conscience is basically what he's saying. And then you end up with a monster. And then you end up with a monster. We can know truth through logic. Right? The law of non-contradiction helps us to discover what is true and false. And so the law of contradiction, 
right? It tells us that opposite ideas, it would be this, opposite ideas cannot both be true at the same time and in the same way. I'm a married bachelor. What? Did, what? My brother is an only child. They, either I'm married or I'm a bachelor. Or this person is an only child or I'm his brother. They can't both be true at the same time and same way. That violates the law of non-contradiction. Can't. So you're, you're wanting to know how does the law of non-contradiction play in that? I think basically, is that what you're asking? Yeah. I, th I think more it becomes a biological issue. I think more it, it becomes a biological issue. Until you change your chromosomes, then come talk to me. Yeah. Right? Because, look, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, what they would do if, if you came to me and said, you know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. I understand that you feel that way, but we would try to get your feelings in line with your biology. I mean, I mean that's what would take place. But now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. But what we end up with is, is now today, because technology exists, that we can now change our physical features to align with our feelings. Well, again, but I, I get that's not true. I, I understand that, but when you're operating out of feelings and feelings alone... That's technology has allowed that to come about because before the technology, it was not, not even an option. It was not even an option. And again, you can do all the surgery you want until you change your chromosomes. And more than that, until you change that you're an image bearer made with purpose and designed by God, you, you have, you've, just, you've just further destroyed something that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's still got four legs. Yeah, just because you call it a leg doesn't make it a leg. And so, again, that's the whole idea of the law of non-contradiction. You just can't be both things at the same time in the same way. And that violates the law of non-contradiction. That's the logic that we bring in that we can determine truth from that. All right, again, another one. Again, the earth is round, therefore it cannot be flat. It can't be both of those things at the same time in the same way. To claim that is to violate the law of non-contradiction. I'm a female trapped in a male body. Again, your biology determines that. God created you that way. Let's align our feelings with the reality of our body. But again, we don't live in the culture like that, right? They, it's... It's, it's not. I mean, truth is it's off the rails. It's off the rails. We can know truth through the Bible. Isaiah 45, 19 says, I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. And so why is truth important? Point number two. 
Jesus came to testify to the truth. And this was John 18, 37. Uh, Pilate said, you are a king. Jesus answered, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. All who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. You know, I'm getting ready to go off on a tangent here, so just bear with me. Um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big music person. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I can't do any of that stuff. Um, but it, music people in here? How many songs, it's Christian songs that we have? There's two. Okay, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they talk about love. God is love. And he is love. And those are all true. How many songs are out there? Christian songs that says, talk about truth. I know one. And it's only because I heard it and, I, and I, my wife helped me load it onto my phone. Right? And so, well, you know, and, and I'm sure there's more, but man, there is no shortage of, man, God's reckless love. And you just, it just goes on and on and on and on. And God is love and he is all of that. But we always leave out the truth part. I always leave it out the truth part. We can't talk about love just as one attribute and we leave everything else outside. We can't. Because we diminish who God is. Once we do that, God is love. God is truth. God is just. God is righteous. God is holy. And it goes on and on and on of what God is. He's unchangeable. He's, he's all of these things. But Jesus says, I came to testify to the truth. What's that? Oh, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> what's, what's it, baby? What's the song called? <laughs> yeah, I said I wasn't a music guy. Didn't Ma Mallory? Didn't you hear that? <laughs> Ainsley. Yeah, yeah. I, I have actually heard a few. Um, truth, I'm standing in. Yeah, yeah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was right there. It was right there. So, so anyway. But again, the point is, is man, the world loves the Jesus who's loving, right? That progressive Christianity is all about that. Oh yeah, Jesus, love, 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 love. What about sin? I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Jesus came to testify to the truth. Truth reflects God's character. And really, this could, should have probably been our starting point, right? And I'm just kind of working backwards into that. Because all truth starts with God. All truth emanates from his character. Truth is about who God is. God is absolute truth. And again, man, I teach our students, man, if you've got an idea and it contradicts with God's character in some way, it's false. It's false. And let me tell you what, I say students, there's probably things in our life, if we thought about them, that we probably, th oh yeah, that's true. If we really put that measure up against the doctrine of God, we're like, yeah, that doesn't measure with, his, with the entirety of his character. It's false, even in our own lives even in our own lives. Isaiah 45, 19, all that God says is truth. All that God does is truth. 
anything that contradicts or opposes God's truth is a lie. Or like I said, opposes or contradicts his character, it's a lie. And that's why probably one of the greatest studies that you can do is on the doctrine of God. Before you study anything else, study the doctrine of God. Learn about his attributes. It can be mind-blowing. It can be hard to work through. It's worth it. It's worth it. What does the New Testament say about truth? Truth is reality. Hebrews 9.24 and John 1.9. Truth is opposed to what is false. All lies are that which is false comes from Satan. Hmm. All right, I'm going to go there. Man, we spend so much time just ripping on people that don't think as we think. And we fail to realize the truth is, is that they have been taken captive by empty philosophies and dangerous lies from the world. <clears throat> and we treat them like they're the enemy. They're not. They are not the enemy. Satan, the father of lies, is. And they have been taken captive. And they have, they can't get out other apart than the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's their only way out. Period. But man, we forget that. That they're an image bearer of God. We must treat them that way. Even if we don't agree. Even if we don't agree. We must treat them as image bearers of God. We must treat them as much as we can with kindness, grace, and mercy. Please don't forget they have been taken captive by the enemy. Yeah. yeah I think that it's so hard when it's Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, and again, you know, for me, that you're not going to move them off of that until you get them to realize, wow, you've got to deconstruct their 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 truth, if you will. And again, we only do that by asking questions. We start asking questions. Well, really, how did you come to that? And again, if the person claims to be a Christian, so much the better. Because how did you get there? What does scripture say about that? And then you start talking and you basically you're deconstructing that worldview, which is literally what our college professors are doing to our students on our campuses. They get them in there as freshmen and they deconstruct their worldview. They just break them down on that. And then they can insert whatever they want. Well, we can do the same thing, only we insert the truth. We insert the truth of the gospel of who Christ is, what he's done for us, how he wants us to flourish in this society. Because just going back and forth until you break down that worldview, you're going to struggle to move forward. Ask questions. How did you come to that? What does that mean? Really, it's what does that mean? How did you come to that conclusion? And then we have you ever thought about? Have you ever thought about? The truth sets you free from what is false. 
the truth sets you free from what is false. Hey, when truth is revealed, it always demands a response. Always. There are only two possible responses to truth. You reject the truth or you accept the truth. It's really pretty simple. You do have to get them to that point. Yeah. Pray should be the first starting point. That should be our starting point, and we should do those things. But again, what you've got to deal with is, man, we're dealing with a culture. Look, not only do they not believe the Bible, not only do they, they don't even think about God. I mean, that's where we're at culturally speaking. I mean, even an atheist thinks about God. They just think God doesn't exist. But man, we're in a culture where they don't even think about it. It's, God doesn't even come up into their, into their mind. Oh, absolutely. And prayers has got to be that starting point. The prayers, got, I mean, there's a young lady, she, she's out there working in the world. She's a high school student. And she's just like, man, how do I do this? You ask the questions. You pray about it. God will lead you. You start asking questions. This is a long-term project. This is a long-term project. Absolutely. Yeah, sure it is. Look, it's messy business. It's messy business. Anything? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's, you know, it's great. Greg Kokel uses this example. He says, you know, when, when we're out there being Christ to people, you know, we got to think about gardening. You know, we've, we've got to garden, we got to prepare the soil, we got to plant the seeds, we got to water it, we got to work it. And then if we do those things well, we may have an opportunity to harvest. But if we don't do those things well, we're, we're probably not going to harvest. Probably not going to harvest, yeah. I'm sorry, say that again. Yeah, you, let them answer the question. Yeah, I mean, that is important. If you ask a question, let them answer it. I mean, that's, uh, and again, because the thing is about it is you can get a lot of information. Ask a question, let them talk. And let them talk and let them talk. Look, I used to be like, oh, oh yeah, I know what I'm going to say to that and that and that. Well, I'm not listening to what you're saying. I'm just trying to pick apart your points. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. You listen. You let them talk. You find out their story. Remember, they're captives. They're captives. Ask another question. Let them talk. And when you get good at it, you know the questions to ask to lead the conversation to where you need it to go. It takes time. Truth. We accept it or reject it. And again, you know, you talked about, you know, Satan, he doesn't have anything original. He doesn't need anything original. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he caused doubt in the garden 
to doubt the truth of God's word, his goodness. And it still works today. Why change the game plan? It's, it's incredible. He doesn't need anything new. He's the father of lies. When we reject the truth, we turn away from God and we turn to that which is false. There is no neutrality in that. You don't say, well, I'm just not going to turn to truth, but I won't turn to false either. No, you have. <laughs> you have. And again, it was Adam and Eve, right? They only had one choice to make. One out of thousands of opportunities. And when they exercised their free will, it was the ability to choose that which is right. They chose that which is wrong. Which automatically meant they choose. They didn't choose truth. Again, still today, we, we turn to that which is false. Uh, we do evil and we'll be condemned for it when we turn away from the truth. Second Thessalonians 2, 11 through 12. We suppress the truth. We oppose God. Romans 1.18. We find that over in 2 Timothy chapter 3 also. Ideas have consequences. Winston Churchill said this, Men stumble over the truth from time to time, but most pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing happened. They get hit with the truth, and it's like, where's the pizza? You know, we just, we just don't think about it. And again, it's that idea. We don't even think about God anymore. We don't think about what's true anymore. We just think about what is my feelings. And because it's my feelings, it must be true. If we reject the truth, we consider it unimportant or irrelevant, and we'll continue with our wrong opinions, wrong views, wrong actions. If we reject the truth, we end up believing that all religions are equal and all beliefs lead to heaven, or there is no God, right? And that's Jude, right? That, that was Jude. This, this, you got the stained glass, and truth is shining through, and we just got all, oh, it's just, oh, it's just a great place to be. Jude. If we reject the truth, we believe we can create our own identities and realities. Is anybody up to speed on metaverse? Metaverse? Anybody know somebody? Ryan, are you there? You there? Right? Virtual reality. It's this thing, anyway, it's, it's Facebook, Zuckerberg, and he's working on this thing. And he was really nice. I mean, he told all the politicians and everything. He said, this is coming in 8 to 10 years. You need to figure out how to deal with it. And I thought it was pretty nice of him to give us that counsel. And so I had the students that said, okay, go out and figure out what's going to be harmful with metaverse. You don't have to worry about what's going to be good about metaverse. Zuckerberg will tell us that. All right? And so I gave them a week. You go out and figure out what's wrong with metaverse, where it's going to cause harm. They did really pretty good. Ultimately, it came down and said, if you believe that you can create your own reality, you will never step foot in that which is real. Right? And that's what video games do. Uh, our phones do that. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that are out there. And I'm not saying that we disengage with that completely. We just need to understand the harmful effects that are there. Because we think we can create our own reality. And that's literally what's happening with this whole gender dysphoria thing. I can just create my own reality. I can create my own, I can be whoever I want to be. Right? Social media is not enough. 
Right? You can fake it on social media long enough until somebody sees you and it's like, that's, that's not the picture you put on there. Right? And so we change our own identities to meet what we think is real. It's because we reject the truth. We've rejected the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, man, there's story after story that's coming out right now about people who have transitioned. They've gone through the steroids. They've gone through the surgeries. And there's just like, and mostly it's the stories that I'm hearing right now, it's they're 14, 15, 16 years old. And it's like, man, these are children that we should be protecting, not creating into a social experiment. I mean, that's just how depraved the world is. And then they've got to detransition back. But they're, they're never the same. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's what, yeah. It's strange how our society wants to protect adults with disinformation, censor, mm-hmm. this, that, or the other, anything they don't agree to, they want to censor. There are children they give them up. Yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, that's the narcissistic culture that we live in. I mean, that's literally what it is. It's a narcissistic culture where it's, it's, it's all about me, right? Where... You know, growing up, you know, my parents, they, I, was, I was a responsibility that they were to, to take care of and they were to meet. And, and we were the same way. Man, these are our children. They're our responsibility. They're not here for our happiness. They bring us happiness. They bring us joy. Some days. Um, but nonetheless, right? But now it's like children, if I have a child, it's to bring me fulfillment. And again, that's just a narcissistic culture that we live in, and so we just treat them that way as a commodity, not as a blessing from the Lord. Ainsley. I'm sorry, say that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was getting ready to get into your business, Ainsley, but I'm not going to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, no, let me turn the mic off. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. And again, because we fail to be parents. I mean, that's, that's the reality of it is. Uh, because, our, again, our culture has just turned over, and our culture normalizes that which is abnormal. I mean, that's literally that's what's taking place. Um, identities and realities. Got it. When, we reject, uh, when truth is rejected individually and culturally, it leads to a loss of identity, community, 
meaning and purpose. I was teaching this to our college students, and, and I just kind of threw it out as a random thing, and I said, how important is identity to you? And they, they were all, it's, just, it's important. How about your community? Very important. Millennials, Gen Z, man, it is of utmost importance community, right? And then meaning and purpose. Like, yeah, all of those things are important. And so when I got to this point, it's like, but when you reject the truth, the things that are most important to you are the things that you lose. Identity, community, and meaning. I mean, we're literally going through a pandemic of despair with our youth where we are losing more youth to drug overdose and suicide than anything else. No identity, no community, no meaning. A pandemic of despair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When we reject truth, it leads to a chaotic society where everybody does what is right in their own eyes. When we reject truth, we ultimately reject the idea that all humans are made in the image of God, and this will eventually lead to the oppression of people. It leads to dehumanization. The very thing that people claim that they're trying to do is the very thing that they're not doing. You're either ruled by truth or you're ruled by power. Right? This is a quote from the New Zealand Prime Minister. Obviously, I got this off of Twitter. Um, she says, we will continue to be your single source of truth. Unless you hear from us, it's not truth. <laughs> now, let, let, me, let, me be, let me be fair to her. She's talking about uh, COVID. So this is what she was talking about was COVID here. Um, and it's just like, look, if you don't hear it from us, it's not truth about COVID. Now that's, that's in relation to the comment, but Hey, you're one step away from you just come to us and we'll tell you what truth is period. You're one step away from that. We'll tell you what truth is. Yep. We don't need that. That's trouble. Oh, sure. And it's, again, the thing about it is, is, um, man, some, some of you, you're there. Hang on a second, Henry. It, and that is, man, I remember, and I'm old enough to remember this, and it was um, shows, sitcoms in the 70s, right? And they would show a homosexual, but they'd, they'd always, in bad light, and it was always, they were, they were mocking him and making fun of them, right? And then it was just like, well, what you do in the bedroom is, it doesn't affect anything else. And so, it, and where we've moved from that to if you don't affirm me in my fill in the blank, we will cancel you. You will lose your job. You will, whatever the case is, you'll lose scholarships. We've gone from that because it's never just about what's done in the bedroom or it's never just about my, my identity. Truth is at the core of what's being rejected. Truth is at the core. And that was just a feed. I'm not going to play that uh, of her saying that. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was interesting and it applied. So what happens when we accept the truth? When we align our lives with the truth, it leads to a more orderly society, morally, socially, financially. Look, 
I remember Dr. Rogers teaching on this, and he says, look, you can be a lost person. And if you will live out the principles that you find in Proverbs, you can lead a highly successful life. You can be lost, live out the principles of Proverbs, and lead a highly successful life. Just by living according to what God's Word says, not even completely. Obviously, God doesn't call us to that, but that is the power of purpose and design that God has created and built into the world. He's built into the world. But now, like again, we, we reject God's Word. We reject God. We don't even think about Him anymore. We don't even think about Him anymore. And so the further we get away from God's purpose and design, let me encourage you, right? The further we get away from God's purpose and design, the worse it's going to get. Dark days is what we got. But the darker the day, the brighter the light. We must not live by lies. We must stand for the truth. When we accept the truth, we're more inclined to treat all people with respect and honor. It leads us to live righteous lives as opposed to unrighteous. So how do we ultimately determine if something's right or wrong, true or false? We must go to the word of God, which reveals the character of God. Man, I'm all about logic. I'm all about reasoning. I love it. I use it all the time. But if it doesn't get us here, we've wasted our time. If it doesn't get us to this point right here, we've wasted our time. Right? First Timothy 1.15, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Every word of God proves true. The words of the Lord are pure words. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. And then the last point is who is, faith, who is truth? What you think about God is the most important thing you can think. That's a very modified version from A.W. Tozer. Um, it affects everything, what you think about God. And if you don't think anything about God, it's going to affect that too. A high view of God leads to a proper view of self. A low view of God leads to a high view of self. You can't escape it. You can't escape it. God is truth. Deuteronomy 32.4, he's the rock. His word is perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. How just and upright he is. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make good? Man, God is a good God. Jesus Christ is truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. John 1, 14, the word was full of grace and truth. 117, John, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 1717, John, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. John 14, 16 and 17, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. 
John 15, 26, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. The Bible is truth. Only through God's word can we have an accurate view of reality or what truth is or who truth is. So we end where we began. Jesus before Pilate. So you're the king. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who hears the truth hears my voice. Pilate could have rightly have asked not what is truth, but who is truth. And truth was standing before him that day. Truth resides in us. I just love that. You know, we can go into the whole thing on the Trinity, uh, but you can't have one thing said about the Holy Spirit that's not also said about the Father and the Son. You can't. Because of the same nature of the same essence. What is truth? We must not live by lies. We must stand for the truth. We must do so in love, kindness, mercy, and grace. Questions? All right, here's your homework assignment this week. I want you to go and ask, what is truth? Don't answer the question for them. Just ask as, as many as you can and ask, what is truth? And see what kind of responses you get. And just, again, unless they ask you to answer the question, don't. Don't. What, if, if you're talking to Jude and she's just like, you know, she's doing her, her magic thing, whatever that's, that's coming down and all that other stuff, okay, that, thank you very much. But ask, what is truth? And see what kind of responses you come up with. Let me close this in prayer. Blessed Father, Lord, we thank you that you are truth and that through your spirit you lead us into all truth. And Lord, I just pray that by the power of the spirit of God that lives in us, that Lord Jesus, we would walk in your truth in your light and in your way. And Lord, that we would do so with grace, mercy, and love and kindness to every person that we meet, Lord. May we just show your love and show your truth, O oh Lord. I pray that you would strengthen us to live lives of holiness and purity. Uh, Lord, that we would not live our lives in the flesh, but Lord, we would live it by the power of the Spirit of God. Go before us, O oh Lord Jesus, all for the glory of your name, and it is in your name we ask these things. Amen.